So hey listeners, it's Jane again and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Born to Fly podcast. If you recently started a business, you are going to love today's episode as it will be all about lead generation. And I will be talking about this interesting subject with Jason Flegel. Jason is a typical entrepreneur and has been in business for several years. He has worked with clients like the John Maxwell Company, Gavin Harrington from Shark Tank, and Autism Power, to name just a few businesses. Now he focuses most of his time on his own company called Catalyst Brand Group. And as his bio says, his real gift is being able to recognize low-hanging fruit opportunities in a business to easily help a company generate two to three times their current revenue and put them on a sustainable growth trajectory. So bam, that's just half of your bio, <laughs> Jason. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Yeah, so great to be with you. So great to be with uh, your audience here. I'm excited for this. Really appreciate it. Me too. So let's dive into it. Like, who are you besides this tiny bio that I just shared with people? Because I know you do lots more. You have an entrepreneurial story and, you know, you're working on a lot of things. So tell us yeah, about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much time do we have? <laughs> so, Half an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be brief. I'll give you a, a condensed version. But uh, yeah, I grew up in um, a small town in Ohio, Northwest Ohio. Uh, I'm one of 10 um, in my family, so very big family growing up. We had a family of 12, so um, I did uh, bio pre-med for college, so I was actually accepted into medical school, dental school uh, my sophomore year of college, uh, so I did bio pre-med, so my major was biology. I did a lot of chemistry, um, you know, scientific research, and a lot of my education, but I thought medicine was like my main focus or was going to be my main focus. And I came from a medical family. My dad's a dentist. I had uncles, aunts, grandparents, a whole bunch of family members in, in medicine. So it was natural for me. I, I knew that. Uh, I worked in my dad's dental office since I was like 12 years old. So up until I was like 21, 22 um, had a lot of experience in that. I loved it, but I always had this desire to own my, my own company. And I thought I could do that through, you know, uh, being a physician or a dentist, having my own practice. But during college, my sophomore year, I, again, I was accepted into those professional schools. I got involved in doing uh, consulting work actually for nonprofits, uh, political think tanks. Um, I'm really passionate about connecting with other amazing leaders and you know different positions that I kind of want to be in at some point in the future. So one of the speakers at college, actually, I connected with her. She is a New York Times bestselling author, uh, created the, the Veritas Forum. So one of the largest like uh, debate forums and um, uh, like amazing organization all across the world, a very, very large international organization on college campuses. But she was starting a new, a new organization and she asked me to be an intern with them. And my eyes like lit up. I was like, oh, this is a huge opportunity. It was, you know, the birth of me kind of getting into consulting work where mm -hmm. an organization was like, hey, we have this that we want to do. Uh, can you help us do that? And I did, you know, all the research messaging um, for like particular social issues that they wanted to know more about financial research. And yeah, I guess the rest is history. I, I moved away from medicine, transitioned into doing consulting work. So 
I did a halfway through an MBA program um, in finance. And after that, at, once I got halfway through, I was like, oh, no, no, again, no offense to the professors or anything, but I got through the program halfway through the program. And I was like, all of these professors don't own their own businesses. They haven't ran an organization at a higher level. And all that's all what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to learn from them and get real world experience? I need to go out and get real world experience. So I dropped out. I went and taught myself computer programming <laughs> and I started working at digital agencies uh, as a software support engineer, as a junior developer, continued to improve those skills. I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch as one of their e-com developers. Uh, we, we did two huge launches when I was there. I was part of the team that helped rebrand the whole company through the website. You know, we mo- uh, migrated the kids website onto the adults website. Um, so worked in things like that, taught myself uh, digital marketing. So I ended up helping to, in the, my different capacities that I worked in, I started sca- helping scale digital agencies. So I worked in content marketing. So I worked with a lot of amazing organizations like John Maxwell, Ziegler, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. You know, we managed their personal brands. We created content for them. Uh, I co-created the Secrets of Closing the Sale Masterclass with Kevin Harrington and the Ziegler Corporation. 2018, I think that was like one of the most successful um, online course launches of the year. Uh, you know, we worked with Ty Lopez and Russell Brunson and all the major, you know, quote unquote experts in digital marketing and influencers today as affiliates. And, uh, you know, worked at other agencies as the director of sales. Um, and then at that time, I always wanted to do my own kind of company on the side, uh, which Mm -hmm. was, again, doing, I always kept some clients on the side for myself, mostly like in the political consulting space. But then I started having other people reach out to me and they're like, you know, we can't work with you at that higher level agency that you're working with, but we can work with you, you know, maybe on a lower budget with your own side company if you want. So Things like that kind of continued to happen. And then Catalyst Brand Group was really born. I created, through all of these amazing experiences, the Catalyst Growth Formula. So it's this step-by-step process, very simple, where just over the years, I've refined it as I've worked with amazing companies and organizations. It's this process, nine steps, broken down in three different sections, where if it's implemented well, the strategy is developed, the uh, implementation is taken care of, almost all the clients I've worked with at least have generated 2x, 3x their current revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year is actually the first year where I brought in a new partner, uh, Tony Marcella. He's an amazing guy. You need to have him on your show, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we partnered up and we're going to take Catalyst to the next level of growth. So We've already, um, we're already serving 30 plus clients, looking at uh, getting to 40 clients here shortly, um, probably by the end of January, early February. Um, and yeah, our real focus is on working with companies, looking at where they're currently at, where do they want to get to? And then we create a strategy and an implementation, an action plan that's actually going to drive results. We guarantee results. And yeah, in most cases, it's 2x, 3x their current revenue. So I've got a few other um, side businesses. Um, I, I'm a partner in a, a Wreckage Sports. It's a sports supplement company. So we have two labs and uh, one in Las Vegas, one in um, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, but we developed amazing products with 
award-winning scientist. So going to be launching that here in 2021. I'm excited about that one. Uh, still do some regular content uh, that I, I love to write. I like to do videos. So um, I, a fun fact for me that most people don't know, Jane, is I, <laughs> I'm obsessed with keyboards. Uh, so I have like 50 different keyboards and like my YouTube channel, I, just for fun, I like to review keyboards. So companies actually send me keyboards to review and things online. So yeah, that's a little bit about my story. I'm, I'm married, happily married. I've got uh, two young kids, uh, two-year-old, six-month-old. Uh, so Alexandra and Gabe, uh, they're amazing. So yeah, all the work I'm doing and then the kids and spending time with my wife, it keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Wow, quite the story from where you started, you know, in the medical field and then eventually got into entrepreneurship and brand and growth and uh yeah and then a couple of side businesses your hands are full that's right <laughs> for sure <laughs> well yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of time management jane uh, you know i i like to do i don't get involved in doing anything unless i can do it with excellence so mm. again working with amazing people like john maxwell and like uh, dan pink is another one um but you know reading all their books having access to their content there's so much things that they shared on like, you know, how to make sure you take care of yourself mm. to better serve so you can better serve other people. That's a huge thing. So, you know, you got to keep priorities, your priorities. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and I love John Maxwell, like one of like I did one of his courses on leadership as well and like read some of his books. And yeah, it comes down to what you're saying. You know, you need to take care of yourself first That's in right. order to serve people well. So in talking about surfing people well, we are going to talk about lead generation or company growth. And it is something every entrepreneur has to deal with, especially when you're starting. Well, not only when you're starting out, like always, but when you're starting out, you're definitely thinking about, okay, how do I find those first clients, right? How do I set up a system for lead generation? Because you start a business to help people. So you need people <laughs> to be in business. And I guess the question we all have is, how can I generate leads for my business? And I guess there are many answers to this question, but Jason, I want to hear your answer. So what do you say when a client comes to you and asks you this question or asks you something about, you know, company growth? Yeah. It, it, so it comes down to, you know, that particular brand, because um, obviously, Jane, you know this, and I'm sure your, your listeners know this too your particular brand focus and then your niche in the market definitely play a, a major part. Um, Cause like if you're, you know, an author um, generating leads for you is going to look different than say, you know, a, you're a custom software development shop or something like that. So, you know, those there's different nuances, but I mean, it, it comes down to a few different things. Um, you know, the, the catalyst growth formula, like I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. that I've developed, I, I go through a, a major discovery process. So, you know, some things to think about are like creating your, the market segment focus, which means who is that customer persona that you're going after? What are some of those demographic pieces that you need to know, like age, uh, income, you know, where do they hang out? Because <laughs> that play goes into play for actually doing the lead gen. Where do you need to be to put your messaging out there, your, your content, paid ads, things like that. Um, so once that's kind of developed, then you can kind of pick and choose which area to focus in on. You know, mm -hmm. is that like through email marketing? Is that through doing paid ads like through Google or Facebook or Instagram? 
Um, or is it for, uh, through LinkedIn, you know, doing some like cold outreach through there? So I kind of start with that and then I dial in the, okay, what are the main action items that we need to focus in on? So I think the best thing for me to do, Jane, is just to give you and the listeners some examples, you know, of, of things that have worked for uh, previous clients I've worked with or companies, you know, that I've been a part of that we, we generated crazy amounts of leads for. So yeah. I'll share um, uh, Shanti Feldhan um, is an amazing um, author. She created the, the kindness challenge. So it's like 30 days. She wrote the book and then she, she, her, her whole focus was on over 30 days. You know, how can you be more kind to people? So she did that, created a landing page and her whole focus was through email marketing and then this challenge. So she gave prizes away for, you know, the top, uh, the grand prize and then the, the top winners. I, I can't remember what the prizes were, but if you joined, signed up, you were immediately added into the email drip sequence that they used. And then she, through this whole process, was able to generate around 30,000 emails just from this one thing. So what's, what's, what were those specific things <laughs> that she did? Well, you know, she had a landing page. She had a core kind of lead magnet or lead magnets that she promoted through paid advertising. So again, she was very clear, hey, this is the people I'm going after. And it was like income, age, you know, uh, particular group. So Facebook, you know, she did some paid ads on Facebook. So she used the audience insights tool to kind of pick out some of those demographics. That's a good start, actually, if you're looking at kind of building your own customer persona just through the biz manager on Facebook, go in there and start using audience insights and then start to build your persona. So she had that highly developed. And then from there, she just created her, I think it was like nine, nine email drip sequence as like a general sequence. And then she released the 30 days kindness challenge over those 30 days. So she had it scheduled out when someone got in, they'd get an email every day. This is what you do today for the kindness challenge. And, you know, then uh, they also received a discount for getting the book um, at the end of the kindness challenge. So, you know, it was a good lead gen source for her in that way where her goal was book sales. Okay. So you kind of have a few different components here. It's like, what do you do? What is your end goal? How are you going to do conversions? And then you kind of fill in the gaps from there. So that's how I work with clients and especially for lead gen. Um, that's how I work. That's how my team works is, you know, there's two sides of the coin here on this is where we are. This is where we want to get to. So what are the pieces that we needed to put into place? So for Shanti, you know, it was landing page. She needed to have that on her website. She needed to have some graphic design elements that go along with the emails and the website and everything there. She needed to do some paid ads. And then she had to have some kind of free giveaway. Uh, that's why I said a lead magnet. She gave away some different things. There was a good incentive to get people to join. Um, and then there was a good call to action at the end. Hey, you got a discount, you know, to buy my book. Yeah. So from those 30,000 uh, emails, I can't remember how much book sales she did. It was a really good amount from that. But bigger than that, she then had a captive audience and her email list to reuse for any other campaigns, any other information that she wants to release in the future. So that's a huge one there. That's a great example. Um, you know, if you're, if you're focused on information or things like that, that's a, 
perfect um, kind of step-by-step process. Yeah. And especially for people who are solopreneurs, right? And as you say, mm-hmm. maybe they're coaches or maybe they're authors. Um, this yeah. is something you can easily do yourself, maybe with a little help of like a designer. But it's, I guess it's very easy to set up this email sequence. There are a lot of tools yeah. online. Yeah. I, I mean, ConvertKit is probably my favorite one. I, I've used pretty much everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. Infusionsoft, uh, MailChimp, Constant Contact. Find what works for you and use it. They pretty much all can, uh, can do the same thing. I recommend ConvertKit uh, just because it's pretty intuitive. It's easy to use. Um, and we've worked, I've used it on really large enterprise level clients. And then again, so it's great for solo entrepreneurs. They have a free plan up to, I think, 1500 subscribers. So mm. it's great to get that started where you don't even have to pay anything. So yeah. Good. Okay. And then, yeah. So you said, you know, you have to have your brand focus. You need to know your customer segment. Like who do you want to focus on and like, what's your goal and every step in between you can figure out. And for Shanti, it was, you know, this challenge and paid ads to reach the new leads, but there's, there's, yeah. There's (laughs) a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like grow like a pro show. So that was my, I know we're on a podcast here right now, Jane. Um, my uh, previous show, it was a podcast that I did when I was working in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I started it when uh, I was working with Genesis Marketing Group, a digital agency up there. Uh, we wanted to find a way to generate leads for the digital marketing agency. And that's where we created the Grow Like a Pro show, which was an entrepreneurship uh, show focused on interviewing amazing entrepreneurs from all walks of life and then sharing their growth tips. So that was the idea. We shared tips, tools, and techniques to help people grow like a pro. It was very successful. And our goal was to do it totally uh, without spending a dime on ads, was mm-hmm. to drive, you know, drive growth, uh, get more listeners. So what we did for that was I used primarily social media groups. So pure organically, I befriended uh, the admins of groups on Facebook and on LinkedIn And on Facebook, it was probably 30 different groups on LinkedIn. It was, I think, around five to 10. And I was like, hey, I am the host of the show, Grow Like a Pro. This is what we do. These are the amazing insights we share. Can I share this um, act? uh, Can I share this information to your audience on a regular basis? We did a weekly show. Through that process, um, we actually were able to go from Starting out to the end of the year, we got featured by iHeartMedia as an up-and-coming podcast in the entrepreneurship space. Uh, we had 2,000 monthly listeners, I think it was, by that point. And that was pure organic uh, mm-hmm. content marketing. So we had the show was our pillar content, long-form content, you know, an hour long plus usually. Um, we broke that down into other snippets, blog posts, and things that we would put on the website. And then we would also do snippets that would become the social media posts. And I did two posts a week. One was kind of a sneak peek of the upcoming episode. And then the Thursday, so Tuesday and Thursday, and then Thursday was the full episode of the show was released. So following that content marketing calendar, we were able to drive growth. People knew, you know, when sneak peeks were coming, when new episodes were coming, and it worked very, very well. So that was a good example where, You know, if you want to try to use social media marketing, that's a way to do it where you can still get some good organic reach without doing uh, the paid ads. If you want to do the paid ads, it'll just add fuel to the fire uh, Mm -hmm. because you're you're already getting some good organic reach. I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to grow it pure, you know, using no ad money, ad spend whatsoever. So that's a good example with like 
a solo entrepreneur or yeah. someone who, you know, has information or a podcast or something that they're trying to get out there. That was huge. Um, and of course, as you can imagine, through that, other business owners were like, hey, I want to be a guest on your show. I saw your post. And, you know, so it was also a good lead gen for new guests coming on the show, too. I mean, we had hundreds of people who wanted to be on the show, but we only got through, I think, 30 to 40 episodes throughout that uh, that year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it worked very well. So, again, it was that same process. Who's Who are we going after? What's our market segment? How do we message to them correctly? And then content marketing calendar, that process, we just mm. released the content regularly, shared it out, aggregated it, gave people a good call to action, and it, it worked well. Yeah. Okay. So for, but for this one, you really have to make sure you have that content calendar. You have to have a structure in place, schedule things, and also reach out to, you said, you know, you use different Facebook group and LinkedIn groups. Yep. Do you feel um, people who started those groups, are they open for, for, you know, input from the outside without you paying for it? Yeah. Yeah. I, all of these were free groups. I okay. did not do any paid groups. <laughs> Again, I didn't want to spend money on it. Uh, yeah. I, wanted, I didn't know what it would turn into. I mean, it turned into something far more than I expected it to. But yeah, I didn't want to spend any money for any paid uh, groups at all. Um, so these were all free groups. They were private groups. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them were public groups. But um, yeah, they were all just free access. You could you know, fill out the application to join or some of them were free where you just hit join and then you were in, in the group. So, yeah. And then you reach out to the, the admin of the group and say, mm -hmm. Hey, this is what I do. Yeah, uh, and exactly. I guess for the grow like a pro show, it were marketing groups, you know, yeah. group, groups yeah. focused on marketing or entrepreneurship. It was maybe? mostly entrepreneurs and business owners. Okay. <clears throat> so there's a lot of like chambers of commerce, uh, at least in the United States is a big one. because you know, you have access to a lot of business owners, business people, entrepreneurs that want content there to help their business. So that's yeah. one. And then networking groups, business networking groups are full of salespeople, entrepreneurs in them. Uh, and they, even though they're inundated with like horrible, cold spam stuff, um, when you share or authentic organic content, it sticks out from the crowd and people are like, whoa, this is interesting. I want to mm. know more. So that's a good way to differentiate yourself there. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. And what about, you know, cold calling or like, um, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, so I'm not a fan of that, but I don't I, know. <laughs> it depends on what it is. I'm a fan of it. If it's like something I really am passionate about, I love to do. And it's the right people that you're cold calling to. Because some people, <laughs> everyone hates being sold to. But everyone loves being sold to if it's done in the right way. <laughs> and it's something that they want. So, yeah. you know, it's got to be something that they want. It's got to be done in the right way. So cold calling is very interesting because you can do the, I can't remember the like funny uh, phrase. It's uh, di dialing, something dialing, uh, <laughs> dialing for dollars is another way to say it. But you know, it's this idea you you're you're trying to blanket an entire area. So let me use an example. You know, I worked with a custom web and mobile app development shop. They wanted to do a lot of cold lead generation. So cold calling, cold emails, cold LinkedIn outreaches. So I worked with them, developed a customer persona, and then I did basically a small interview on who who is your brand, you know, who are you going after, what do you do, what sets you apart from all your competition. So all of those specific pieces are really important in the sales process. 
So, and then I created um, a sales script that was a very detailed, uh, probably one to two minute kind of script for the phone. So we populated an entire spreadsheet with our target focus. So I had, I think three or four virtual assistants that I hired to, I, I gave them my persona and I said, this is the geographic areas that we're targeting. This is what my client wants to go after. These are the titles, the, the kind of people we want to connect with. Go ahead and do your research and populate it. So they gave me thousands and thousands of, you know, the ideal kind of client or customers that this, my client was going after. And then after I created the scripts, I worked with my salespeople to refine that cold call script. It was really effective. It was like we we did a um, you'll you'll get your first month free of the custom mobile app or web development. So it's like a uh, I think it was five six thousand dollar value. And then we'll also throw in there was something else that we threw in. So I had that in the script where hey you know my name is so and so from blah 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 company. Um, we're offering a free uh, one month, you know, consultation and a project for any of your new tech that you want to do, whether that's website improvements or building out a mobile app. You know, this is um, I, we're from this company that does this. Uh, we've worked with blah, blah, blah. You know, I would love to talk with you or the decision maker here at the company to figure out if we're a good fit to work together. Something simple like that was mm -hmm. pretty much what it was. Uh, we were able to generate a good amount of those uh, warm leads from that. Um, we had the virtual assistant segment them out if they were interested. Then I got them on a call with one of the you know decision makers at my client's company. So it was the president or the VP that they talked with. They got to know you know what they were doing, what kind of project they wanted to do, and that was that worked really well. Um, so instead of cold calling, the other way we did it was cold emails. So basically the word version of that, that cold call script is what mm -hmm. we did uh, through email and LinkedIn. So from thousands and thousands of the list um, that we had, we probably uh, generated a couple hundred warm leads for them. And then they ended up closing a good amount from them that turned into, they paid me think a couple grand to do that process for them. And then I think they made over a hundred thousand dollars from that. So in sales from closing those leads. So that's a good example of like a cold kind of call process, a cold email process. It's, uh, you know, figuring out who your leads are, populating the list, doing it, but you've got to have something really, really good, a good hook because you're just reaching out to them out of the blue. So it's got to be something that uh, I sell like crazy is an amazing book by Sabri Subi. Uh, you can get the book for free. Highly recommend you guys to check it out. But in the book, he talks about the sell like crazy process. And as part of that, you have the Godfather offer is what he calls it. So you, you have a business that you're doing. It might be a product business, a service business information, but what is that godfather offer that you can make that people are like, whoa, they can't be making this offer and making money if they aren't like legit, like this has to be actually good. Like think of examples like, um, you know, we'll, we'll build your house the right way. You won't have any defects or anything, or we, uh, or you won't pay us a dime or mm -hmm. you will pay you $5,000 if there's any issues. So things like that, where it's like goes above and beyond that, they're like, whoa, that's crazy. Or think about like from a digital marketing agency, hey, we can get you on uh, for SEO, we can get you on page one of Google, or you will pay you $5,000, something like that, 
where like a it's big a promise. great, yeah, yeah, a very big promise. And it just, when, when you say it, people are like, whoa, you, they kind of get taken back, uh, taken back. And they're like, this has got, I, I, I at least want to know more information and see if this is actually legit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it kind of gets them perked up like, whoa, I, at least I want to know more information. So something like that, you know, th- that's what you want to go for when you create a cold email or a cold phone call script when you're trying to do outreach. A lot of these service-based businesses, product businesses, when they do cold calling, they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so from blah, 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 would love to talk with you, you know, if you're interested on cleaning your gutters or, you know, there's no call to action. There's no really good offer that makes people like, whoa, I want to hire you. I want to know more. So, you know, things like that. And then if you throw in something extra at the end of it, where, oh, by the way, you know, if, if we do a good job, you're happy with it. We'll also pay you $500 if you refer us to your neighbors or that you're not only doing a lead generation, you're also adding in new warm leads because mm-hmm. a referral is one of the best ways to grow your business. So yeah. boom, right there. That's how uh, one of the most effective ways to do a cold email, cold calling. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I noticed you were talking about it, that uh, in your example, when people were called, there was actually an offer saying, you know, this is a trial. You can try it for free. There wasn't necessarily something you had to buy yet. I think that's, you know, what you're going for when you were talking about it has to be something that's that you can't refuse. Well, think about it from dating, Jane. It's like when you see someone that you want to date or be in a relationship with, you don't walk up to them, get down on one knee and say, will you marry me? So why in the world would you do that when you're trying to get prospects to purchase from you. It doesn't work that way. You've got to deliver value to them for free um, or give them content or give them something that is builds value and it builds trust in them. So your entire goal as the leader of your company is to go from they're super skeptical of you. They don't trust you at all. And then through conversations, you go to they have incredible trust with you and their skepticism has gone to zero. That's always your goal. So how do you do that? And how do you implement that? That's what I love to do. (laughs) Yeah. No, and it also reminds me of, because sales is such a scary word sometimes. And it's not about like, you want to get more clients. It's you want to help more people. So you want to provide more value, right? Um, And that's what lead generation is about in the end, because you just Mm -hmm. want to help people. So, okay, just to summarize. So you say your customer persona has to be really, really clear. Who do you want to reach? Uh, Then you have to know who you are as a brand. What sets you apart? What are you offering? This offer that, you know, they can't refuse. Know your goal. Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to sell? And then you're going to set up the strategy. So we we talked about like collecting an email list. We talked about cold calling. We talked about content marketing. What about if you're a local business? What What if you're, you know, selling cars or you're a plumber? Is there any other trick that you want to add to this list? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you an example there. I just worked with a uh, DJ in Orlando, Florida. Um, They wanted to do a local lead gen, you know, grow their business locally. They wanted to work uh, specifically more with wedding clients. So they wanted to do more weddings, you know, DJ the weddings um, in that local, local targeted area. We defined, again, the brand they were just starting out, didn't have a website, anything. So we worked with them to create their brand identity, um, graphic design, 
design elements, a new website. Mm -hmm. And then from there, uh, we implemented a lot of SEO, organic SEO, didn't do any paid ads or anything like that. Uh, they started to get searches locally from just those organic keywords, like, um, you know, Orlando DJ, a wedding DJ, things mm -hmm. like that. Those kind of keywords we really dialed into the copy on the website. Um, they've been getting like two to three leads every week of people searching that term, clicking on their website, wanting to know more. Uh, it was a really, it has a really good user experience as well. So the idea is again, with catalyst brand group, what we do, we do brand, we do platform and we do growth. So we worked with them on brand. We developed their brand identity, brand strategy. We developed their platform. That's their website and then growth. So the next stage with them, from there was we had the platform. We just needed to figure out what are the places where their uh, demographic is hanging out at. So it was places like the not, you know, uh, wedding, weddings online. Uh, there were like a number of like local um, and international wedding things, listings that people can get listed on. So we simply listed their websites on there, created a profile for them. That was a good lead gen source for them. So if you're a local business, uh, service business, product business, local business listings are huge. You've got to have a good website, again, with some good offers on it. Um, we worked with them, uh, the DJ, to create like a uh, you know, $500 off discount. Um, we, they also did another one where we threw in like um, free lighting at your event. You won't have to pay us for any of the lights that go up, things like that uh, were the offer. So on the website, that's what it was. And that was also included in the product listing to kind of drive people to the website. And then other things like, uh, you know, having the Facebook um, uh, and other social media accounts set up correctly, where it was linked back to the website as well. And they did some regular postings through there. Uh, mm -hmm. There were some, again, some localized Facebook groups, uh, LinkedIn groups that were their target demographics. So like people that would kind of be looking for wedding DJs. So like wedding events, things like that. Um, one thing that we're, we haven't even, we're probably going to be doing that soon with them is the next stage of that, which is more of the aggregation. And that's uh, content on other search engines like Pinterest. Pinterest mm -hmm. is hugely focused on weddings because all the brides and all the, the groom, the, the grooms, they go on Pinterest and they look at other people's weddings for inspiration. So creating some like lead in or lead magnets uh, incentives on there connected to those specific keywords to drive traffic back to them uh, to their website is another thing that we'll be looking at. So local business listings and then kind of organic content. What can I be listed on? Where can I share some of my content on that's going to get me results? Uh, and then the other piece we're looking at too is building their email list. So previous clients, people who have done weddings with them before we want to send them a message and say hey we would like to give you two hundred dollars if you refer us to one of your friends who's doing a wedding or a family member who's doing a wedding so creating a referral program is another big step that we're going to do if you don't have a referral program as a business owner shame on you you need to have a referral program that is the easiest thing that you can do again to generate results if I just focused in on referral programs for the clients I worked with, they would have crazy amounts of money just from that. Um, so that's a huge source for a local business 
referrals are a major, major thing. So those th- few things right there, I'd say are more than enough work for a lot of local oh, yes. business owners to get started on. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And and I think we, we mainly talk about online opportunities. There are probably also offline opportunities, but I guess this is more than enough, you know, to get them started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and offline, it- I mean, with the whole COVID-19 pandemic that we're still in, Jane, at this point, yeah. You know, offline is a little harder to do, um, but you can still do networking events like through Zoom. Um, you know, if you feel comfortable going in person, you can go with a mask or whatever you feel comfortable doing. Some of the states and, and countries, you know, that aren't as locked down are still allowing things like that. So networking events are great. Local speaking events are great as well. Um, reach out to some local business kind of opportunities to be a speaker and share again, what do you do that's really valuable to people and then create some simple like speeches or a speaking outline on it and just ask for people to, Hey, can I share my expertise, you know, with your Mm -hmm. audience? And again, you want to kind of think about it as, is this my target demographic? I do speaking all the time. um, And it's one of the best ways that I generate clients or I generate connections with them. And then a referral might come in from that. So that's another big kind of, I guess, offline, non-digital thing uh, that you can still do, even if it's just like through Zoom or a phone call, that that makes sense. Yeah. And also, I like that you said SEO, like they weren't spending any money. You can do lead generation without spending any money. You just have to put in time, know what you're worth, know your value, know what you can add to other people's life and share it, right? That's That's what it comes to. And that's one of the things, Jane, you know, you, every business owner can do what I do. Um, you know, they can teach themselves all of these skills, the, um, but people hire me because they don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. They're working on their business. Uh, they're working in their business. They're trying to work on their business. They just don't have the time to drive growth. So they work with me and my team to help execute on some of their growth. But if people don't have the budget for that, then obviously you can do it yourself. That's, I think, one of the biggest things is when you're first starting out as a solopreneur, you all you wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot that you have to get your hands dirty. And then as you grow through some of these like low hanging fruit opportunities, then you can start to work with amazing partners, you know, like me and so many others that can start to really pour fuel onto the fire of your growth. That's and and all almost all of my engagements, I try to work with clients where I say, hey, through this engagement, you know, it's going to be X amount of money, uh, which is usually very low. Uh, And I say, but we're going to get 2X, 3X this in your revenue. Let's use that to fund your next stage of growth for a phase two engagement. And usually it's a lot more than that uh, where we're going to do. We're really going to generate a lot of leads. We're going to generate conversions for them, especially like e-commerce stores. There's a lot that can be done. Like the whole pandemic has shifted so many people, so many businesses online. Mm -hmm. So a lot of businesses are realizing, whoa, I should have been, (laughs) I should have been doing a lot more uh, work online too, to balance out my physical, you know, retail location as well. So, yeah. Well, Jason, this was amazing. This was good. I think (laughs) a lot of nuggets for people. I think they might even, listeners might even be overwhelmed. Like there's so much to do. Uh, (laughs) But I guess just start with one thing, focus on one thing first and take it from there. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing to remember is, you know, you, you take this step by step, Um, you know, just like Jane, you didn't get to your position, your amazing things that you do now overnight. You know, I didn't get to what I'm doing overnight. 
it's a step-by-step process. What are, again, what are the low hanging fruit opportunities you have available right now that you can do where it doesn't take too much effort? Start to work on those, put a plan in place, an action plan, be accountable, stay accountable to yourself, make things happen. And you're definitely going to see some results, but yeah, don't try to do everything all at once. You don't have to, you don't need to, uh, if you have a budget, you know, work with people like me and my team, because that's, again, we, we uh, guarantee the results, we drive the results, but, you know, everyone starts somewhere, you know, Jeff Bezos with Amazon, I, I mean, look at search Jeff Bezos, Amazon uh, first office. And in his office, he's got a spray painted Amazon thing. He's using a door as his desk. Like he was, he had nothing. He went from being a hedge fund manager, a hedge fund trader uh, ridiculous amounts of money. Well, not compared to what he has today, yeah. but he sacrificed all of that to start Amazon. Everyone thought he was crazy. So it's like you start, you're starting somewhere, but never lose sight of the future of what you want to do and take daily steps to get to where you want to go. Perfect. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Can you share where we can find more about you and Catalyst? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So my uh, business website is catalystbrandgroup.com. My personal website is thejasonflagel.com. And then if you want to type in any social uh, media accounts, I'm online there. Uh, Just type in my name, J-A-S-O-N, Flagel, F as in fish, L-E-A-G-L-E. I like to say it's Flagel like a bagel. (laughs) And you'll find me right there. There's only, I think, one other Jason Flagel, and he's in Pennsylvania, but I I think you'll find out which one's me. Yeah, yeah, you'll find (laughs) who is the right one. All right. Thank you so much, Jason, for for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.